0: Which means it's not a real libertarian night. Um, it is a yes. You are first. It's a new. It's a new time slot. I had a lot of issues on mine with just being able to get here. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been a day, but it's here. We're ready to go. Um, we're gonna go ahead and start this thing. Let's see here. Go to notarealpodcast.com. dot uh, that's how you can get to the merch store that's how you can see all the shows raw, unedited, not on YouTube, not on Facebook, just straight off the website so in case we ever get new that's where you can find us uh, like or Jim's tactical.com the link will be in the comments It's itstimealaska.com hashtag K. brother return lpvest.com because uh, they finally have a website. Um, hopefully they didn't let Marines do it, because uh, the Marines would have just done it in Crayola. Uh, let's see. All of these things. WillForOK.com, because Will is, in fact, OK. In case you were wondering, yes, he is OK. He's actually OK. We didn't kill him off. Um, it's not that kind of show. But uh, he is trapped in my basement. He decided he wanted to get mouthy, and I, I locked him in his base, in my basement. That's what we'll go with. Uh, find us on all these platforms, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the things, Twitter, Anchor. LP Veterans Caucus, Leading Libertarians Veteran Issues, Leading Veterans to Libertarian Solutions. James Tallier, People Over Politics. That's Tallier for KY.com. That's T-O-L-L number four. KY.com. Chris Byr for Alaska's sole uh, house seat. Uh, He's trying to beat Santa Claus. That's the dude's legal name, Santa Claus, and he's a fucking socialist. And there's Mr. Will. I forgot Braxton put all these on there. But there you go.
1: Woo!
0: there are no basements in florida did you leave will in tennessee that is the secret between me will and god now and the corner if they find them uh yeah that's it i think that's uh that's all there is to it bring on my uh my esteemed guest making a second time appearance which is very rare for most of our guests most of them don't want to come back for the abuse but uh, he's decided that he wanted to do it again, and I accidentally fucked up, and I was supposed to have a schedule for last week, and I really butchered that. So, uh, for for his triumphant return, uh, Mr. Leon Noble.
2: I didn't, don't remember any abuse. I thought you guys thought I was the bomb last time. I had the kilt, all that wonderful stuff, and only. The only bad part about it is my phone decided to cut out in the middle of the interview and kick me out of of the cat. Uh,
0: I think I remember the kilt and how fucking amazing it was. It was like that was the most excited I I think I've been for a guest in a long time. Like for those who haven't seen this man's profile picture on Facebook speaks a billion and a half words and it's fucking amazing. It's glorious.
2: Well, yeah, it. Uh, you you can go to setoregonfree.com if you really want to get a good look at at, uh, at that profile pic because it's there. Um, you're gonna love this though. I'm the only apparently the only male candidate on the ballot. Oh, and I can almost guarantee you I'm gonna be the only one who's not going to be wearing pants.
0: Uh, I'm trying to make sure I get their website right here because I don't want to post the wrong thing. Nope, I got the right one. Sweet, I can kind of spell.
2: That You know, I've been, I've been playing. I, what I thought by was the rules. The rules in Oregon, we don't have ballot access issues like other states do. What we have is campaign finance. They've made the rules so weird that you think that you're playing the game correctly. And then you get nailed for a bunch of stuff. So I thought I was playing the game correctly. And I didn't get nailed with anything because I was playing super conservative going, okay, well, we don't want to break any of these rules. And it turns out that we could have been doing fundraising since the from the word go. And I did not know that. So now I'm trying to get up to that point. We have zero restriction. At state uh, for state Sweet. level candidate, which means if you've got a million dollars, I can take your million dollars. It's completely okay. So I don't think um, I don't think we're we're using PayPal right now. I don't think they'll take it. I think they limit uh, like six thousand dollars. But uh, that doesn't mean you can't do that every month.
0: So if you got six grand, you're like, I need someone to support. Uh, definitely. Leon Noble is your man because he's trying to run for governor in Oregon, and we all know Oregon needs some help. Uh, it's been it's been wild out there, hasn't it?
2: It, it is. It's uh, I don't know how to explain it anymore. It's just it's you've got this uh, kind of authoritarian backdrop, and um, on one side you've got one party who's like really really authoritarian on making you do things but then saying that it's your body your choice and then there's the other one who wants to do basically the same stuff except they want to do it in a completely different way and you're sitting there going you want to do the same things and you want us to pay for it the same way I don't know I don't know. It's it's gotten to the point where it's just ridiculous, um, and it, and it kind of and bothers me. <laughs> uh, well, no, it doesn't. Kind of, it bothers me a lot. Um, I spent. Uh, I spent the pandemic. Basically, they they said that I could not go to work because I was not allowed to put my child into. into a child care center of any sort. I, I was not allowed to put him, if he had not already been in one, I was not allowed to put him in That's the ruling they, they had made. If you were already in one, you could do that. And I went from married to unmarried to divorced and being a single dad with custody of my kids during the pandemic. So now all of a sudden I'm sitting here at home with nothing to do. I'm not political to speak of. And then, um, since I had nothing to do, I pretty much went back to my old ways and went looking for stuff, kept finding things that were just wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: July of 2020, it was the, the CDC released a thing saying that 74% of the cases that were happening were be- from religious mask users. And then that like the next breath, they said, oh, yeah, the western half of the United States is on fire. And the masks that you're wearing aren't going to do any good to, for the smoke. They don't work for the smoke. They don't work for anything. <laughs> else. So um, I stopped pretending that anyway. But that's that's um, well,
0: So does Oregon still have like mask mandates and stuff? Uh,
2: they 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 keep toy in with the idea they don't but they they toy with the idea and every once in a while you get some sort of press release from some uh school or something like that saying we're going to go back to masking if this happens and then all you know the other side goes no you can't do that anymore we're not gonna we won't comply and, I, and you're just sitting there going take your kids out of the school go homeschool them because you can't go to work anyway because they're firing everybody and it's not like your wife isn't got her doesn't have her only fans so just just go ahead pull them out of school let them learn at home everybody will be healthier for it um and i want you to know i'm practicing what i'm preaching uh i'm not I, my kid wanted to go play with friends. that's the reason he was a kid. about three months into it, he realized he wasn't really playing with friends. He was going and sitting a lot, and then they were like about halfway into it, he realized he only really had one friend to played with. And then the last three months of school, I had to basically force him into the vehicle to take him to school. He just did not want to go.
1: Yeah. And
2: he said he was being he had something picking on him, and then he was picking on people, and it was just, we were sick all the time. I mean, we had, if we would, didn't have a cold, um, that, that was a Wednesday. I mean, that was basically it. He had a cold pretty much every day of the week except Wednesdays. Uh, and he kept giving it to me and everybody around him. His mom, with some on the weekends, all that stuff was always happening and so we spent the entire year basically just having cold and uh, between my my job that I was working at the time and school, we were exposed to COVID at least a dozen times we'd already had it but we were exposed again and again and again and again and they completely dropped the ball all the time, There's absolutely nothing you could do to get the organizations that were supposed to contact you to actually contact. So, we quit working about, worrying about it. And school ended. And the last week of school, we basically said, okay, you're going to finish school, but after that, you're going to go home. But that's what my kid's having a meltdown today about is because I'm telling him it's reading day, and he needs to give me an hour. Of reading. So, um, we've got so a, Oregon. A so Oregon
0: is is one of those states where it's run by one singular city, right? Like so, Portland runs the majority of the state, doesn't it?
2: No, it actually takes if if every single person in five counties voted the same exact way, it would take five counties to do it. Um, those counties are Multnomah, Washington, Clackamas, uh, Marion. And Lane County, so that's Portland, um, and that and the metro area there, Salem in the metro area there, and Eugene in the metro area. Um, If they all voted the same way, but the split is about, well, that's where it gets interesting. The split is about one third across the board. You've got about one third, um, actually. No, I shouldn't say that any. Anyway. They, they suddenly, the Democrats actually have less than one-third of the vote now. The Republicans have about 25%. And it's the rest of the other dozen or so parties and the non-affiliated voters that could literally vote. And they're all over. It's not like there's just one place that's being done. So we've, we've had this idea where it's only been Portland that runs the state. And it's not been the case. Actually, we we have the data, and we can see that it's required more than just Portland because there are Republicans and non-affiliated voters kind of canceling out some of the votes in Portland. Um, But it still takes more than five counties to go that way. And even counties like Umatilla have been historically crimson red. So, His when
0: opinion. you say unaffiliated voters, do you mean people who are just unregistered or people who are registered just haven't put a party on their registration?
2: Not, uh, Yeah, unaffiliated voters don't have a party on their registration.
0: Wow, that's a lot.
2: It is. Um, we have that DMV thing, which is, I think every state has the DMV thing, but it automatically registers you as a non-affiliated voter. It didn't always but it it did, it that that's where it goes right now. I never use that because they screw it up about half the time. So I just decline every single time. I don't want you to update my voter records. I've already done it. It's online. It's not like I can't do it twelve seconds anyway. Um, yeah, that I mean that's that's the 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 crumble. That's, that's kind of the way the picture crumbles here. Um, there's there's a huge non-affiliated votership at this point. That that is the number one party in Oregon right now. There are over a million voters out of three million. Um, the, the Republicans and the Democrats keep thinking they're fighting a, a, a two-way battle, and it's not it's not a two-way battle. It's a, it's a three or four-way battle, and they just haven't got it through their heads that they're missing. A lot of information. Uh, there was one candidate for the Republicans that was had a flu, and that was because that he was in, uh, cyber information
1: hmm.
2: as a, as a CEO, and he was looking at those numbers, and he was he he's the only one who could actually give me a run because he was looking at the numbers and talking. He, he knew that he needed to adjust his message. But the problem was, is he was already adjusting his messaging. and Republicans didn't like that, so of course he got like one percent of the vote. So, uh, oh, that's a totally different deal. There were all, there were almost twenty Republican candidates uh, in their primary, and the candidates themselves, the, the top candidate only won by 23%, like with twenty three percent, like twenty three. Wow. So um the democrats had less than 10 on theirs and they had two candidates who one one who actually was able to to score 50 percent um but there are a lot of people in the state who are unhappy about their choices Uh, and then we have one candidate who is a Democrat? But she gave up her party affiliation because she knew that she couldn't get through the Democrat primary if she wanted anyway. We don't know if she's on the ballot yet. She has, I think, until next month to do that, um, and she has to do it with signatures. And then we have me, and there's one other person. So as of right
0: now, it's four confirmed people for the the ballot for the gubernatorial race, right?
2: Four with a potential for a fifth. Uh, one of those four is not a contender. I mean, they, they've literally just been written. I can't even remember her name. Um, Constitution Party, but I mean, the, the super conservative guy on the radio talked to her on live on the radio and basically wrote her off.
1: I mean, didn't even
2: finish the interview type thing, just kind wow. of kicked her off later. So um, she she wasn't running before she just kind of appeared, um, mm. and the reason she appeared was so that party could still uh, produce a candidate because the candidate that was running broke a bunch of campaign laws, and the, they they decided that since they were they had uh, they actually had two candidates that were colluding to do this they were doing voter intimidation. Um, so they kicked them both out of their races. I found that out. I'm like, Oh, that's hilarious.
0: That's insane. So, I mean, your story is actually really interesting because your story is a lot of how politics should be done, right? Someone who sees like someone who's not really politically involved, doesn't know the machine and how it works. And then. Go and and you sit there and something major happens and it changes your life in such a way that you're like I've got to do something about this. Somebody has to do something. And You look around and nobody's doing it. You're like, fuck it. It's got to be me then. I mean, that's how politics used to be in the United States when back before tyrants decided to just start showing up and you know becoming career politicians like the Clintons or the uh, Kennedys or whatever. I mean, it it, it does. This is what it should be. It's, it's average Americans who are saying, I've had enough. This is this is bullshit. We've had enough of this. And doing and running the races. Not career politicians who have been in there since the dawn of time, like Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell. But people who are like, this has to change. And we're going to change
2: it. That's correct. And um, Spike Cohen who radicalized me. Um, I was not even a member of the party when I went to volunteer to be the primary target for his security team I'm the one who got geared up and stood out there all tactical and, and uh, made myself the, the, the visible target for anybody who was coming out I wasn't the only security guy uh, in fact I don't think I even know how many, no there were at least five others I don't know who they all were they, the rest of them played the gray man perfectly I knew who, you know, one or two of them were and uh, the guy who was in charge was a friend of mine. I used to think when I play paintball, I sometimes play paintball with him. Um, so we, that was what we were doing. That I, I volunteered to be the this scary guy over in the corner who had the plan and, and was probably going to get shot at. First. That's what I did. So I'm sitting mm. there I'm doing my thing and I'm listening to the guy who's yelling at me, telling me he's going to man rifle while I'm carrying a pistol um, and saying to him, I don't think you're in the right place, but maybe you should listen to what this guy has to say. I'm here to protect him. And uh, Spike, so Spike's up there talking and I'm just kind of Listening to what he has to say while I'm looking around and watching people and and doing the thing and and I realized that I had been politically homeless my entire life and the only time that I had actually joined a party I had done it on accident not understanding the, I the party um, I was I thought I was being an independent voter and there in Oregon we have the independent party. Um, I started a t- Twitter argument. Them about four o'clock this morning, uh, about that uh, that particular thing, because they, I I think that it's kind of shady that they named their party a- after the one thing that everybody else in the nation called a non-affiliated vote voter. So I think that they, they did that on purpose. I think it was literally done because of that reason, so they could utilize that. And I told them that.
0: So they call themselves the independent voter party.
2: The, they're the independent party of Oregon, And I think wow. also has, has, um, I think they have a national organization, you know, national organization, but, um, it's just misleading, especially since they're not even really independent. They're basically radicalized Democrats. They're not really independent. Um, they're hardline on gun control. They're hardline on uh, pro-choice. They're hardline on—they're basically hardline Democrats.
0: Uh, and uh, yeah, they're like the the uh, AOC wing of the Democrats, basically. And then just saying, "Oh, we're independent voters."
2: Yeah, we're the independent party, but we we run Democrat. We we back Democrat candidates. The national organization backs Democrat candidates. It's, it's so unfortunate. We don't run our our, our own. Uh, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but what I read on their website: we don't. They don't run their own candidates, or uh, but they but they donate and back Democrat candidates. So, what's the point? You're not. I mean, there. at that point, isn't it
0: just a really overly organized pack?
2: If that that's what it is, yeah. Um, and I think that's that's what they intended. Um, is that a is that a problem? I don't. Know. But it's definitely not. It's definitely not being truthful with your voters. Your voters. Um, yeah. They're almost to the point where they're a major party in Oregon. They've almost reached the threshold. I think other twenty. 180,000 people at this point, um, and they keep doing that. They they get uh, they inch up there, and then all of a sudden they drop back down because somebody starts talking about it, and all of their membership realizes they signed up for a party that they weren't. There. And that's what happened with me. So for like six months, I was a member of the Independent Party in Oregon in the early 2000s, not realizing that I had joined a party. I thought I was non-affiliated. I watched the news, they talked about independent voters. Yeah. That's my thought process. <laughs> if you're an independent, a member of the independent party, I feel that that particular party is misleading the voters.
0: Yeah, I can see that because a lot of people won't know that. Because I, I, I assume it's like uh, a lot of different say, It'll it just won't say party, it'll say Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, and then probably Independent underneath it. And people were like, oh, well, I'm an Independent. i won't to be party affiliated. Yeah, I see that. That's, that is that is shady exactly as fuck.
2: That's what happened. That, that's exactly what happened with me. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing Republican, Democrat, and Independent. Those were my three options at the time in the early 2000s or, or, or late, late late 90s. And I registered as an Independent, not understanding that there were other options on the back of the card.
0: Uh, the lunatic libertarian says playing on the uninformed. Well, that's what Republicans and Democrats do now. So, I mean, it's just reinforcing that they're basically just hardcore Democrats. I mean, they, 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 like, if it, talking about, you know, anti gun uh, parties, uh, you know, with all this gun legislation talk coming back around, I get a plethora of videos I get to see now of people talking about guns that have no fucking clue what they're talking about. But these will be the first people that say, oh, well, we should ban this, ban that. And, you know, there's that joke that goes around like, yeah, let's ban AR-15s. Uh, we'll just use AR-10s. They're, they're five AR safer. And then stupid shit like that because they don't know the difference. They don't know nobody. They think, like, legit, like, I know people that think AR-10 is a smaller round than an AR-15, which is not true uh, in the, the least because it's a 762 by 39 round. So it's much, much bigger. No,
2: it's and, not. Uh, it's a 762 by 51
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 762 about 51. Yep. Um, the NATO one.
2: Yeah, it's the, it's the NATO 308 is what it is. Um, I still haven't finished that one. Uh, but th- this is the worst part about it. Um, I don't know if you remember when Joe Biden flipped out on that guy and said we're going to ban AR-14s.
0: Yeah, in the factory, he said, oh, "I don't work for you, jet yeah, yeah. and then said, "We're going to ban your AR-14s."
2: They are a- and ban AR-14s. Well, the the people who don't know also did not know that there is an AR-14. It's an yeah. AR-15 with the buffer tube down a wood stock. Go look that up yeah. if you don't I know. I have to look that is. up. Um, then there's that meme out there that has the guy putting the magazine it's a, it's a, I think a Simpsons cartoon meme where the, they have a revolver and, mm-hmm. and the guy's putting a magazine in the revolver that exists too there's a couple different versions of that where the revolver yes. actually loads from the magazine and then flips it into, into position to fire um, <laughs> it looks a little bit different than what they did but it's, it's there um, my we were sharing one on one of the the uh, Facebook pages where it's literally a minigun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it, it, the guy's got a minigun on a stand and he's just tearing crap apart with it. And uh, that we were calling, you know, they were calling that an AR-15. I'm just sitting there going, you know, if we spent half the time that we did mocking them for being stupid, just educating people gun control would never pass. If we spent half the time, and this is this is where it finally went. It took them until, I mean, I've been talking about this for, for a year about how gun control is, has a racist history in these gun uh, groups on Facebook and, and Twitter. And it took until like two weeks ago or last week for them to finally say, hey, we should our our... Uh, our, our messaging, and we should go ahead and use the gun control is racist thing. Never mind that colian Noir has been saying it for a decade. Gun control is racist. All of a sudden, they finally they get uh, they got a. It was, the, it was the Republican that that did the Klansmen, uh, the the one Republican versus a bunch of Klansmen uh, home invasion. And,
0: oh yeah,
2: uh, I want. That's the one it was because by the, you might just need all 30 rounds. That's why you. <laughs> get 50. And I'm just sitting there going 30 round. Good grief. I carry more than that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: because they aren't going to go down the front on the first one. There might be 30 of them, but you're going to need 60 more rounds for each one because they won't go down on the first one. They might go down on the third one.
1: Yeah.
2: So, you know, the, the, these are people who've never been in combat. These are people who don't understand that the movies when you shoot somebody with a with a five five six, um, that that the, the movies show them flying backward twenty feet, they don't move, they keep coming towards you.
0: Yeah. Because it's you got to think that five, five, six round is not just a point zero zero three inches uh, bigger than a twenty two is, and so I mean it, it's not like yeah it's not like it's being hit with this massive amount of force. It's designed to penetrate and not just disperse energy, and that yeah it's funny watching Republicans and Democrats do these fucking videos because they have no clue what the fuck it is they're talking about, and it just gets funnier and funnier. Like I talk to Republicans all the time about gun legislation. And at the end of the day, they'll sit there and say that, "Oh, I'm pro 2A," but then you really get down to it, they're like, eh, "We think the ATF should exist, and they should be able to like regulate guns." So
2: I've I already I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. I will never be uh, endorsed by the NRA because the NRA likes gun control, and I don't. Yeah. And so they'll never, they'll, I, I will always fail in their eyes. I will, at the very, I, I would expect at the very most a B minus in their rating system because I don't even think that the criminals should not have guns. I think everybody should have guns. And that if everybody has guns, then it doesn't matter if a criminal has guns because
1: mm-hmm. we're
2: fully available to stop them. Yeah. And sure, that makes me uh, a radical in some views, but the reality of it is this that. The reason that, that uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, <laughs> the reason that we're in this this situation, where we have a bunch of felons, a bunch of violent criminals, is because our government did things that allowed the criminals to function in the in a way that when they went to go fight them, they couldn't fight them anymore. So they had to make things illegal and make it more of a crime, thinking that those people are good people to begin with. They weren't. That's why they were criminals, why they broke laws. Prohibition didn't work. You know what else, you know what else didn't work? All of our traffic control laws that said, like, you can't drive without headlights on or you, you have a taillight or stoplight out mm-hmm. or, or whatever, all of those laws, those are from the prohibition era because the bootleggers would run with their lights off down the road, mm-hmm break that next speeds trying to get away from the revenue.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's it's
0: wild. Um see when you really start talking to Republicans and it blows their mind, but like you say, yeah, I want felons. Like if they're out of prison, they should be allowed to have guns. And like, well why why would you say that? I'm like, I mean, if they're safe enough to be on the streets with your kid, they should be safe enough to have a gun, right? I mean, if they if they're so dangerous that they you know, shouldn't be allowed to own a gun, why the fuck are they out in society? But I, po- I focus that more on, um, you know, if they're out of prison, they've paid their debt to society, right? Like, that's that's the thing. That's why they got out. They they paid off this imaginary debt of owning a pound of cocaine, means that you need to spend 20 years in fucking prison, but... When they get out, they should have every right back. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't. They should be allowed to vote. They should be allowed to own guns. And It always ends into a fucking argument. They're like, oh, you just want criminals to have guns. I'm like, yeah,
2: because cops get to have guns, right? Have a gun? Say so what? Should Martha Stewart have a gun? That's, that's sure. the one I go to. Martha Stewart. Everyone knows Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart is a felon for yep. tax evasion. That's it. Yeah. Martha Stewart. That If that doesn't get their attention, I mean, we're literally talking about a chalk white woman here, Martha Stewart. She's a felon, though, because she did something with her taxes and got nailed for it. And in the meantime, Snoop Dogg is not a felon. He gets to have his guns. And then people come around, and uh, this this one got me, what was it, three weeks ago, somebody came out and said, wait until the people of color have guns, and then gun control will no, dude. We want the people of color to have their guns. We want everyone to have their guns. Heck, you come to one of my campaign events, you're gonna see my kid who's six years old, packing heat. Why? Because I taught him how to do that, and he can run his own security. Yeah, uh, that's why. We've ha- we have the conversation about what what kind of safety is involved. We have, and my, my ex wife is thrilled with this. She says, when are you going to tell me about that? I said, I don't know. Two years ago when I started training with him and every weekend that we go out and invite you. Um, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I, I told my kids school. They said, well, we, we just had a lockdown situation. I said, well, give my kid a gun. He'll sort it. And they wait, what? I said, I've been training him to defend himself. He'll fix it. He's better nice. shot almost than I am. Nice. And if the cops are going to stand outside, you call me because I'm not standing inside. And they they just went. They just that was when they went, you know, utter silence. They're like, I, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know. Maybe protect my kid or I'm going <laughs> to.
0: There you go. Yeah, because, I mean, as we've seen, I mean. Now, cops would much rather check their Facebook on their phone than to go save kids from being shot up.
2: Well, to, to expect anyone to give up your their life for you is kind of unrealistic. And that's yeah. why it's important to just go ahead and arm yourself. Get trained. Arm yourself. Um, carry enough rounds that you can do a consistent reload. Um, when I travel, I have at least two guns. Um, I have an AR that I okay. I I have two kilts. One's, uh, one's the one you can, you can uh, see on Facebook, and the other one is the uh, the other one's a great kilt. Great kilt. I can hide an AR under that. Under that, I've done it. I carry concealed concealed AR pistol when I wear my kilt. There is absolutely no reason, no excuse for not being able to arm yourself. And
1: uh, So how
0: do you, I got to ask how do you So I love this fucking kilt idea. I'm 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 totally buying one and I'm going to conceal a fucking AR pistol. But I've got to know
2: um they're expensive. I'm going to tell you that, but you don't have to launder them like you do pants because you're not sweating your balls off in them. Um, the wool ones and are, are great because you just literally hit them with some Febreze and call, and air them out. You're good. Um, the polyviscose, the, the, the great kilt doesn't have any pleats. It takes me 20 minutes to put that thing on because I have to hand pleat every single time I go to put it on. It's literally like a, a ten-yard blanket. I mean, I can wrap myself up with that and be warm at night if I decide to go camping with it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. literally not that that not that hard to deal with. It is is just the sheer time that it takes to put it on. Um,
0: dude. So, so I, I I need to know. It, so, okay, I'll say this. You can either tell us, or you can leave it up to the imagination and see what horrible memes come from it. But how in the fuck do you conceal carry an AR pistol with a kilt? I've got like I want to know. Even if it's like not on the air and you want people to use their imagination, I've got to know after the show.
2: You got you got to know. I will I will show you a picture. Um, But let me describe it to you. So uh, one thing about a great kilt is that you have a lot of extra. It is literally a 60-inch wide piece of cloth that's like, for me, it's like 10 yards long. Okay? And the great kilt is the one that comes up over the shoulder and, and pins, right? Um, my my Ghosties, um, my 9mm my, my AR is glitter blue. It has a folder on it. It's a pistol. Not like I can Folder hurts me any um, because I'm not shouldering it, I'm using it as a pistol. ATF,
1: <laughs> you, as I'm far
2: not,
1: as I know, right?
2: And it's it's only got an 8 inch long barrel. So, uh, when I put that on, I literally put that on just like I would put on any uh, any tactical. You know, you put the, you, well, you put a, uh, a sling on it so that you can carry it around easy because you're not going to find a holster for that. And then uh, I use uh, Mean Arms inserts on the magazines. So they're regular AR magazines. So it's, it's not like I can I have to go find special uh, carriers for magazines. And then I take, I've got three magazines for that for a total of 90 rounds. and I carry it. Um, and the 90 rounds, I get 30 in and then I have two magazines stacked on a, a mag coupler. It's pretty, pretty easy. Um, if you don't know what a mag coupler is, Go, go look those up. Um,
1: yeah, so
0: So pretty much if you see, if you're an event in Oregon and you see a dude with the kilt walking by and all of a sudden the kilt drops, just know shit's fitting to get real expecting to, to get real real. If
2: you, if you see it, I'm either bragging about it or shit got real. so uh, <laughs> no unless I'm talking to you about it. Um, and that was the funny thing. I, I it was actually it was actually because I lost an important part of this one because I was showing off to somebody somewhere. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do the bad thing. So this is a, a 1911 and this piece right here kind of holds the slide on. And I was showing somebody a tool that takes this piece off. Mm. And this thing went bing. And I never mm. did it until I could order another part, which took two weeks. So while that was happening, I carried the nine. I carried I, I usually have it in a backpack. Um, but I decided that I would go ahead and try this, and it worked, it worked out really well. So I I wore the great thing about kilts is there's really no rules about them. So if you're looking at me, you're going, something doesn't seem right about that because it's not on this shoulder. It's on this one. And then you see that there's a little tri- tri-glide, slide, tri-slide thing that you would see on a, on a, a sling. And you'd notice that my kilt is kind of tucked in there. And that's what I'm actually using to hold that in place. But what's right here is the gun itself, and so I'm I'm in the middle of Fred Meyer, walking around with this great kill on flung over my shoulder like that, with a thirty round magazine sticking out the bottom, AR magazine, so you know it's, it's long, yeah. and no one has a clue, except like the three people that I told about it. Nice. And when I'm carrying, most of the time I'm carrying, I'm carrying this. Uh, when I'm wearing a belt, uh, I have a couple of different options when I'm wearing a belt. Um, yeah, I use a, I use a sticky holster time because I can stick it in places and it never comes out of the holster. Um, different, different, spokes, different strokes for different folks. We can call it that. So. Yeah. If you see me, you come, come up to me and you say, I want to know what's under, I want to see what's under your kilt. I'm going to tell you, no, you don't. That's where I keep my gun.
1: Um, and,
2: and that has actually been a conversation that's happened. No, you don't want to. Nice. Why not? That's where I keep my gun.
0: Oh! <laughs> so, um, Usually because where I'm at a I'm at a, I'm working at a new place right now. Um, I'm still trying to get my uniforms right but when I my uniforms are correct, I have a holster that's designed for tuckable shirts like whether it's a polo shirt or a dress shirt or whatever. so my primary carry will be on me again like it was at the other shop um, and i've I've got like evolving levels of engagement so on me I'll have my I have my nine and then in the truck I'll have the truck gun which is an AR. It's a very well-built AR from, uh, oh, five oh, unbranded AR. Uh, it's a fantastic fucking piece. Um, and then that gets me. So here's my evolution. So the pistol gets me to the truck. The truck gun gets me in the truck to the house where all the fortifications are, which like MREs, supplies, guns, ammo, everything we need to, to bug in for a little bit. And it's, it's yeah. Like, hearing, like, super cool ways that people, like, holster stuff or, like, conceal carry stuff is fan-fucking-tastic because, um, like you said, different strokes for different folks. And one thing I try to do a lot of is, like, do training, uh, fire firearms training, like, very basic rudimentary stuff. Um, and hearing cool ways that people, like, conceal carry things helps with that training because people are like, well, what's the best way to conceal carry? And I'm like, look. You just got to find what's comfortable for you. And people are like, well, where do I start? Having these awesome stories like this do make it easier to kind of give people a guidance on it because they just want some basic information so they can figure it out themselves. But yeah, that kill story is going to be now part of my training uh, when I talk to people. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and the
2: worst part about it is I get uh, um, – I'm going to buy – I'm actually when I – finally buy a Hawaiian shirt. I'm buying a Magnum PI Hawaiian shirt, one the classic ones. Um, so I'm gonna spend a little bit more money on a Hawaiian shirt. But Magnum and I, you know, classic mannequin, prom Sellick back. I like to carry like he does. So that's one of the reasons why I have a sticky.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I like the stickies. But but it's hard to find an inside the waistband holster when you're not wearing a belt. Number one, I don't typically like to wear a belt. Um, it it's hard to find an inside the waistband holster for the left hand because mm. when you're carrying small of the back, you don't actually want it to be a right hand holster, you want it to be a left hand holster. And then the cant has to be backwards from what you would normally think it would be. So that's what that's what people are, you know, I get crap about that. Small in small of the back is just not safe Dude there's nothing safe about what we're doing we're carrying a firearm some, some, some of us pointed at our butt some of us pointed at our hip some of us pointed at our going junk so some of it, it it depends but with a sticky i can put it wherever i want
1: mm-hmm.
2: um with inside the waistband holster i have a i have a pack kind of a tactical kydex type thing Not really kydex. It's got a positive lock on it. And I put that on a belt. I have a I have a uh, I have a belt that I that I keep bag carriers on and stuff like that. And I've been actually using using it lately for uh, motorcycle riding because Hmm. small the back does not work when you're bent over. Like at all. It won't work. I put it, I actually appendix carry on the belt at that point, um, and then I use my, I don't even bother to conceal it at that point. Um, nobody really notices it but it's tucked in between the legs, um, but it's outside the waistband. Usually my shirt is tucked in for that or, or tucked under the belt at least. Um, it's not that big a deal. Cheap, easy to do. Uh, when i'm wearing the kilt if i'm if i'm going full-on super super kilt guy i i i wear it on the belt of the kilt it's the the same holster will fit in multiple locations Um, again kind of appendix carry it's up in front where i don't have to reach for it if i'm wearing the belt and i'm wearing the great kilt the great kilt will literally be belted flat. I mean, just a big piece of cloth, basically. I can literally just flip it up over the butt of the gun. And nobody knows it's there because the kilt has enough bulk in it that you can't see that there's something there.
0: Yeah, there's an imprint.
2: It's, it, there's no print because it, it just can't print. It's, there's too yeah. much fabric there to print. Um, when I'm dressing up, people go, Well, where the heck is that? Um, when I'm wearing, you know, when I'm dressing, getting dressed up with the other kilt, um, a belly band, I put a belly band on that holds my, happens to hold my shirt in place. So I don't have to worry about whether or not my shirt is flopping all over the place. And when I stretched out, you know, you got to do it, you know, do all that stuff. My shirt actually, the way it sits, my shirt actually covers all 39 rounds in the butt of the gun. Sweet. Um, and then I carry the last eleven rounds of the box. Um, I could put them in my socks. <laughs> that way, there is absolutely no reason that you can't carry. And this is a this is a single stack nineteen eleven. So there is absolutely it's, it's full size. We're talking this is a this is a Kimber. It's full size. I don't want to get you banned or anything. <laughs> full Size Kimber 1911. Um, it's the, the gun that I, I, I built a bunch and I bought one. I bought one to make sure that people understood that I, buy now, I wasn't making them because I was a terminal. had I wanted to make to do that because I wanted to make sure that I was getting exactly what I was looking for and I wanted to know my gun very intimately. I know my yes. AR a lot better than I know this thing. This thing has yeah. so much. Um, the, the trigger system is really complex, the safety system, I mean, there's three safeties on the thing, and they're really, really complex. Um, the ARs, I think, have a total of like 14.
0: Yeah, because you've got the uh, buffer tube, the buffer, the buffer spring, you've got the trigger assembly. Um, which in itself can get complicated. Now, the real thing I think that would be really complicated on the AR is the uh, trigger group. If you get it apart, they can be a pain to get back together.
2: Well, you've got the the sear, the hammer, the trigger. So those are your big pieces. And then you've got two springs and two pins. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I mean, that's only seven parts.
0: Well, then, yeah, then you've also got the buffer and then the buffer spring and then the indent that keeps the buffer in the spring for
1: it
2: okay so may- maybe 20 pieces. um there's some there's some springs and, and balls that keep pins in place that capture you pins uh, there's a couple of pins there's a bolt catch that has a pin and a spring and the catch the three pieces there the magazine has a spring two pieces that kind of together uh, oh the safety has a couple of, i use the extra safety um, they're both full length. So both legs are full length. Uh, those are three pieces by themselves. Yeah. Put it in there and put it both the other side.
0: Well, I will um, say this. Uh, your your comment about the kilts earlier, about how you can still carry, has already helped somebody. Susie says uh, the kilt technique will apply to sundresses. So, I mean, that's a lot of women don't like carrying because they don't, know how to carry with like stuff like that and that right there is a prime example women could learn to conceal carry with a with a sundress
2: oh yeah a, a sundress if you want my suggestion on a sundress um i suggest a thigh holster uh, they, they make like a garter style mm-hmm. thigh holster i suggest that and then you would you would carry it on the inside of your thigh um if you did one on each side then everything would be balanced for used to hold it I don't advocate if you're gonna wear a sundress, I don't advocate underwear, but that's just me. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. Um, but I do advocate, you know, if you wanna look really, you know, make it look really good, sure, throw some thigh highs on, use the garters to hold the top, something like that. Then then you could have an excuse to have it on there. So if somebody saw it, it wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's where I keep my gut. Like, oh, let's just, just hold my, my thigh highs up. It's not that big a deal. So um, I don't know. I haven't tried that myself. I've thought about it. I've also, uh, I have thighs that are about big brown too. That. Kind of halfway pick up a car. Um, <laughs> I I haven't been to the, the gym in a while, but I do calf raises with a thousand pounds. I, I have a hard time finding socks. Um, so that, that's kind of a family thing. We used to, my dad used to say he would flip over a few at one day, flipped it over, type of thing. <laughs> we play, that's the that kind of um, football player type attitude. That's that kind of what our family that, that, uh, But Um there there's different ways to do things and and if you just go to the guy who who's never tried any of them, you'll never know. So
1: yeah.
2: It actually I actually have uh have two different belly bands and one I think I have three other yeah, three other I have three other see if I can find it well Leon
1: uh, did you want
0: to so is set Oregon free where people can donate to you yet
2: yes set Oregon free is the best place to go that's the one that's set up Um, from there you can get to my actual website you'll notice that set Oregon free has more than just me there Um, we are running as a coalition of, of candidates Myself, Taylor Ricky, Marco Morrow, um, and there's others that are probably going to come along.
0: So apparently we have someone confessing to being a Fed in the audience, uh, Cody Nix. He keeps saying it, so it must be true that he's a Fed.
2: Co- Cody's a Fed?
0: That's what he's saying. He's he's admitting to it live right now.
2: Yeah. Here's my other pollster. It's a it's a ambidextrous Molly thing. It's attached to the inside of this this bag. With my I had to look pretty hard for this one. Ooh. My my five five six is is mounted. It's set up to mount. Um. This is my this is my this is my go to. This is what rides in the truck. You see me pull this out. I've already been shooting and I'm out of ammunition. I've gone to number two. So it's, a uh, at that point, it's all a different word, but, uh,
1: Yep. That's that now you're talking about. There it is. Yep. That's
2: what a that's what a coupler looks like. It literally hooks two of them together so you don't have to carry them one at a time. Um, I carry a bunch of those with this kit, and I have a hell of a lot more. Oh, uh, this is not paid for, but if you go to ETS, um, these speed loaders are freaking awesome.
0: There's actually a company that makes an automatic loader now. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. I bought one. Just I was like, look, I've got more money than I need right now. I need this fucking mag loader. So the way that it works is it's got a hopper you just dump 5.56 five, into and it'll actually, like, you can set how many rounds you want in each mag and it'll just, you plug the mag in and it fucking loads it for you, automatically and everything. It's so sweet.
2: If you have time.
0: Oh, dude, it, it takes like 30 seconds to do a whole mag.
2: Well, if you have time to set it up. I mean... So the way these work... I, I keep I keep rounds in with one of these um, so that I can load this quickly. You literally you put the magazine on there, you do this yep. so there's, ten, there's ten, you know ten rounds comes right up and then
0: you got a T handle that shoves it in there.
2: and then you take the T handle and you stick that on there. and this yeah. one actually works for for seven six two as well. So this is a five five six and seven six two. Um, but I can load I can literally load ten rounds in about a second. Sweet. It takes one, two, three, and then, uh, now I've got that on there, four, five, and I'm slamming. These ones aren't getting, I'm not allowed to shoot those at the range or something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Something, about,
1: that
2: is. something about it going through their targets. I
0: don't know.
2: So, they don't need know.
0: better backdrops, is what they need.
2: Well, it's it's their steel target, so are about uh, yeah. you
1: know,
2: it's out there. they got a lot of people. Who, there's a lot of people who. <clears> so. But I I'm you know I, I'm a big fan of these loaders. I mean other, other people like the the maglulas. Um, there's there's a couple other different options out there, but you know for me that's what these are. Um, I think I think this guy thinks it... He, he's trying to say I'm a Fed.
1: No, he's not
0: saying you're Fed. It's he's. Uh, I know Cody's good people. Cody Nicks is uh, out in uh, Tennessee, and uh, yeah, he's uh he's just being funny. He's just goofy like that. But yeah, um, so we do need to talk about the campaign a little more, um, so people can donate to you at secorganfree.com but they have to find your link on there. Right? Oh, it's right at the top.
2: Donate okay. button. So here's what we're doing with this coalition. We, what we've done is we've we've set it up so that each of our campaigns is handling, um, handling the travel expenses of their campaign. And mm-hmm. Set Oregon Free as is a PAC, so it's not a campaign. It's, it's an organization, a political action committee. And the purpose of the PAC is to support libertarian candidates and specifically to market for them. So instead of saying, I'm going to run for governor and I'm going to drive all of my money into this marketing plan um, because we have one governor and then everybody else is running for other state positions. We can partner up and the governor and the guy who's running for that, you know, Senate district number one or something like that can now have advertisements for their positions together. So it's not just, oh, it's only one guy. It's now, oh, okay, hey, there's two of them. Oh, crap, now there's three of them, four of them, five of them. And they can see that there's an entire party, and it's not just us being idiots. Um, and at that point, uh, because we're running advertising at that point, we actually have um, our state's a little bit weird. Uh, on my side, I'm on. I'm literally on the coast. I'm. I'm looking at the bay right here, and the bay is. I'm about uh, one mile in, on the bay. The bay is two hundred feet in front of me. Um. If I go to the other side of the state on Highway Twenty, which Highway Twenty is literally right, just right here. If I go to the other side of the state, I get to Ontario and Vail. and that is the extreme east side of the state, but. There's uh, once you get past Bend, and there, there's almost nothing there. Burns is kind of in the middle of that, um, but there's there's nothing there for hundreds of miles. So four four hundred miles across the state, and for a hundred of it, you might not see anything except. Awesome. Um, so, Ontario doesn't get their news from fifty miles inland here. They get it from Boise, Idaho, and Pendleton doesn't get their news from Portland. They get it from Tri Cities, Washington, Richland, Pasco, and Kettlewood, and Ashland and Grants Pass. I think get theirs out of California. So there's a possibility that we're dealing with uh, four or five markets, and that's why we have to have a cohesive marketing system because it's not. One organization or one candidate trying to pump all the information out.
0: Well, that way too. I mean, you can advertise for all four candidates versus just the, the one, right? I mean, it it, it, say, it does I, I can see where it makes sense because it saves money long term, and you can do more damage with
1: fewer bucks.
2: Well, it, and and that's just it. There, we we had a bunch declared. We had like five declared, but now there's like twenty seven candidates. Because we had a bunch of write-in. Um, wow, we have, we have races running, and not all of them have joined Central Oregon Free. Not all, not all of them agree with what I'm saying, um, but the few that have are we're getting together and we're doing things together. So, uh, next week I'll be in Salem at a at a thing in the afternoon with two other candidates. Why? Because they can see that there's three of us. If they can see that there's three of us. That's now they're going, hey, that's not just this guy who's using a, the name of a party. It's literally, oh, there are three guys and they all have the same belief system. And our, they have a unified message and it's not just, it's not just the same old, same old. Now we can actually think about this. And that's, that's what our goal is. So um, said OregonFree.com, literally a donate button, it's yellow at the top. Um it goes through PayPal. Feel free to jump in there, throw as much as you can. I'm riding a motorcycle to these. I'm throwing the kilt on. I haven't ridden the motorcycle with the kilt yet, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but
1: <laughs>
2: but you'll you're gonna go, who is yeah, if you're in Oregon, you're gonna wonder who that guy is in the kilt, riding the motorcycle. Um and most likely if you're behind me, you're gonna notice that I'm kinda all over the lane. I'm dancing on the motorcycle. I've got a Bluetooth set, my helmet, and the motorcycle's lit up, so keep an eye on that because motorcycle lights go off. <laughs> <laughs> my kid might be on the back too. You'll notice Tim, because probably we be wearing a kilt too. Uh, but yes, we'll put pants on. We're not gonna totally but <laughs> the the idea that we're ha- doing that they were, they we're doing things. The great thing about um, a traditional kilt, not so much with a utility kilt. Utility kilts are worn like pants, so they, they share the same waistline as pants. But an act a legitimate kilt you wear around your belly button, so it's about six inches higher, which means that you can put pants on and no one will ever notice it to the mom. Um, I was doing a thing, and yeah, just got out of the pool, and I'm, the bathroom's busy, and my mom's standing there, and my brother's standing there, and the person is waiting on me, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to put my kilt on and go in wet clothes. I'm not going to go in wet clothes. So I put my kilt on, and I took off my swimsuit right there in front of my mother. My mother didn't notice it happened. Out the door I went. My mother did not have did not notice that I had done it, <laughs> and it wasn't until I came back that she realized the swimsuit was still there. Pretty easy to do, so we can put pants on. Kid and I'll do that, and we don't we don't squid with the kid. So, um, said organfree.com. go do the thing. The the reason we're, that, that I'm doing the the uh, motorcycle because gas is still five bucks a gallon over here, and the motorcycle gets 50, 55 miles a gallon somewhere around there. Um, so I don't have to spend all the money on yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, man, I really appreciate you coming on again. It was a fucking great time. I, somehow, I don't know how this happened, but I always get on the topic of guns.
2: Well, we well, like our guns. And remember, yeah. uh, Armed queers don't get bashed, and, and uh, a word out to the boys for those who remember the the wars last year.
1: Yeah, the
0: them boys. Yeah, that was that was a wild fucking page or group.
1: Mm.
2: It, yeah, all of them. I
1: miss were. those days. I miss those days.
2: Out of the fifty second.
0: Now we're definitely getting (laughs) banned. You have, (laughs) oh, that's it, man. It was just, it was a great time, and I'm glad you come back
2: on. And, uh,
0: um, yeah, man, it, it, dude, it's always a great time. I uh, enjoy it. So,
2: we have some good talk. Next time we can talk about more about politics. Uh, (laughs) I am down for whatever, man. I don't get to talk about guns with everybody, so, so a lot of times it goes, it goes that way. Um, well, I mean,
0: this was designed to be like a good time. It's a it's a conversation. It doesn't need to be all like you know official campaign stuff. Every libertarian wants to do that, right? They want to do the official. Like, well, let's talk about philosophy. Man, this is just a good time finding out who the candidates are underneath the campaign, right? I mean, like it like there are so many polished campaigns out there, speaking points, this and that. Wh- who's underneath that? Like, who is the person that I'm talking to? Who is who? Who is the the human behind the politician? And that's what I love about this show is. We get to talk about
1: guns and fun shit.
2: The best part about this is that I'm still on message because safety and security is the number one point on my platform. I am talking about guns and how guns save your life and protect you and keep you from, from being oppressed or dead or tyranny or whatever you want, whatever excuse you want to do. Hungry guns, fix that. So all of these things that, that people are, you know concerned about. I'm literally staying on message because it's the number one point of my platform. And without you know, the first amendment's great, but the second amendment is there. Yep.
1: oh yeah, man.
0: Hell, I think I'm gonna have to go watch uh Mel Gibson's uh, uh, <laughs> fuck what they called him. That I've got some motivation now. The, the Patriot, yeah, yeah, yeah. That opening, that opening scene where they're all assembled there in South Carolina. And he goes, why would I trade one tyrant a thousand miles away for a hundred tyrants a mile away?
2: Yeah. And and that that whole thing. I mean, the the story is about a man who is literally pushed to his breaking point. They took his child. And that set him off and he removed that group from the face of the earth. Why would you do that? Why would you put yourself because you don't believe that he's that they would come to that that the man literally that was his most important thing in his world and he tried to take it away from him at that point you're done. Yep, that's, that's where we're at politically, that's where we're at socially. We're, we're back to that point. Sooner or later you know push this guy I, I was actually kicked out of some of the, the, some of the groups last year because of me saying, no, we got to wait. we got to wait for the Supreme Court to weigh in on our gun rights. If they fail to weigh in on our gun rights the right way, then we can talk about what you're talking about. So I got kicked out by the feds because that are, uh, clearly the, the feds are the ones trying to push the, push the, the uh, revolutionaries to act. So I got kicked out by the feds out of a bunch of groups. And that's just it. Well, yes, Cody, man will do anything to protect his family. That's the reason why I'm armed against I I became uh, a divorcee with a kid again and realized that I could not fight more than one person at a time. And if somebody came after my kid, I was not going to be able to prevent it. So now I'm cheating. You aren't cheating, you're not winning. (laughs)
1: There
0: you go. Uh, Well, Cody, uh, if you also want to be just like Cody and get notifications, uh, just like the page and go to YouTube and hit the notification bell because that's the thing you need to do if you want to know when we go live. I have great... This isn't the first time Leon's been on here. Uh, It's it's a very rare thing that we have guests on more than once. We usually stay pretty booked up. Uh, I've been slacking recently because uh, moving and shit, Um, but... Uh, I plan to announce uh, a new member of the team here shortly, a secretary who's going to help organize everyone's fucking lives. Um, but, yeah, Leon, man, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a fucking hell of a good time. Um, usually I try to keep this thing bad an hour, but we went a little over it. Um, any final words, man?
2: Um, Donate till it hurts, please. I know everybody's asking for money, but, I mean – this is literally the one state that could go gold this year. It is. It is prime. It is. It is time, and one third of the state is already. It's already abandoned the other two parties. This is the year, uh, and all it's going to take is getting that message out. So if if a million people gave me five dollars and went one day without coffee, or one day without two coffees, um. <laughs> we all uh one day one five dollar bill would produce us with about five million dollars uh if a million people so we don't have restrictions we just need to know you know occupation and if you don't send that to me when you uh when you do the the paypal thing we'll send you an email that we have to
0: Awesome. Yeah, man, Uh, that would be fucking amazing to watch Oregon go gold just after all the horse shit a lot of y'all been going through out there. Um, I mean, once again, it's another tale of, you know, Americans being pushed too far and saying to hell with this. And uh, I commend y'all for doing it the the white-pilled way. But, uh, yeah, man, I really just I have no faith in the future. But I I wish you guys the best of luck. And, uh, yeah, you're not a real libertarian. I'm not. No one is.
2: I actually fixed the roads issue. Go to my Twitter and you'll see what I did. <laughs> not but, the roads. Uh, yeah. No, I took that out of the equation last night. I got to thinking oh. last week. We we got to thinking there's a solution for the roads. We can have our roads and not pay taxes on them. So look. So look at it. But my roads.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. Oh, I appreciate it. And... uh well, I'll
2: let you later. see you later. thanks for having me yes. on again, yes, sir.